Won't you be my neighbor? Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today, and I am joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Welcome, Pastor Renee. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad to have <laughs> you here as we uh, continue through our summer parables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a great summer, and I know it's coming to an end um, in the next couple of weeks. Oh my goodness, which don't is say that. Mind blowing that it's ready. gone so quick. I'm not ready. Too oh. soon, too soon. <laughs> okay, forget I said that. Rewind, start <laughs> That's over. Right. That's right. Oh dear. So um, this Sunday, you spoke about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell us, do you want to recap the parable for us? Yeah. Well, the parable, I think, is familiar. Everyone yeah. everyone knows the parable. It's almost the part just before the parable starts, or why Jesus gave the parable that yeah. that I want to sit on today. But I'll give you a summary. So, so Jesus being maybe not necessarily interrogated by a lawyer, but like when I think of lawyers, I think... He's maybe being <laughs> challenged. He's being challenged by a lawyer. Yeah. Um, you know, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And, you know, Jesus says, you know, you know, basically like what's written in the law. And because he's a lawyer, he knows a lot. Like he's yeah. smart, he's wise. And and uh, he's like, well, you know, I need to love God and, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And and Jesus is like, that's right. Like, good job. You know what to do. Go Gold do star. it. Go yeah. do it. Exactly. Gold star. But then the lawyer, like, again, like just that sort of testiness, like, okay, so like who is my neighbor? Yeah. Like if I have to love my neighbor as myself, like just tell me who my neighbor is so that I know if I'm doing it right. You know, and then Jesus tells this parable, you know, so a man is walking down the road. He gets beat up quite badly by robbers. And this this road was well known for being dangerous. Mm-hmm. So like as, don't go there at night? Yes. Or frankly, during the day. Yeah. <laughs> but like people who heard that would have known, yeah, that's a really bad road. That would have been very familiar. And then this man is passed by by three different people. Two people actually see him and pass by. Mm-hmm. And the people that see him and pass by are people that you and I would both assume should do something. Mm-hmm. So a priest uh, walks by and very specifically says that he saw the man. And when he saw the man, he passes by on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. So he, on purpose, makes a decision after seeing him, he walks by. Levite, same, similarly. He sees him and he walks by on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. So there's no missing. These two men did not miss the man on the side of the road. Yeah, They didn't... Um, you know, get to the town and, oh, oh, I didn't know someone was back there. No, they, they literally saw him and made a conscious decision to not do anything. Yeah. And then a Samaritan comes by. And says Samaritan for Jewish culture would have been, and they have, you know, I did re- read their historical background, year, hundreds of years of problems getting along, and it, it came anyways. They're despised enemies. They're, they're past outcasts. Like, they're okay. even more low than an outcast, they're despised and their enemies. And this is the person that stops. And so the religious people who should have stopped, the priest, the Levite. The ones you expect to do good. Yeah. The ones that you would expect to do good. And and the lawyer who who said, yeah, yeah, yeah I know I know the rules. I know the laws. You stop. In fact, a, a priest and a, and a Levite would have had a like a like a responsibility, like a religiously legalized responsibility to help Oh, okay kind of like a doctor yeah HIPAA rules or whatever like yeah you yep. have this like you have this like is obligation. there a doctor on board of an airplane right you yeah. have an obligation to and so these two had this obligation and still didn't stop and they purposely saw him and they leave and so this the Samaritan 
is the one in the end who stops and not only takes care of him, but he like puts him up at a, mm-hmm. like a, not a hotel, but yeah, a hotel basically like what we would consider pays for his room, not just for like one night, but pays for a couple of right? Like he, he's putting out his own money. A dinner is a yeah. whole day's worth of wages. So yeah. multiple days worth of wages gives so he can be cared for and taken care of and food given and medicine given. So and he went above and beyond. Above and beyond. Yeah. And so Jesus asks this lawyer, right? Because the lawyer is trying to be tricky with him. So who, like who was, who showed themselves to be the neighbor as you see these three people? Mm-hmm. And this lawyer can't even bring himself to say Samaritan. He just says the man, the one who had mercy on him, mm-hmm. the one who had mercy. And so I've been thinking about this whole idea of just what it means to love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought like, you know, who should best be showing lovingness to their neighbor? Yeah. Christ followers, right? Of course. People who are, who are in the word, who are trying to be more like Jesus. Yeah. And in this parable, like Jesus is saying, like, actually your neighbor can be your enemy. Mm. Your neighbor can be a despised, oppressed person. Outcast. outcast. And what does that mean for us? Like, yeah, it, it's always easy to help people who you get along with, right? Yeah. A friend calls up, hey, like, can you come and do this? I'm in a bind. And you, yeah, you, you practically drop your stuff and run. Yeah. But somebody who maybe you don't get along with calls and you're like, oh, I don't know if I have time or if I can make yeah. that work. That is this this natural humanness that we have. Yeah. But, the, the and the parable is challenging. It's well known. It's well known, but... I, but I'm finding it more challenging as I'm thinking through this notion of being a neighbor. Yeah. And, and I found this passage, actually this passage dropped into my email and I read it multiple times and I thought, okay, there is a connection here in the body of Christ mm-hmm. um, that I want to read. So 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 27, it says this, there should be no division in the body, mm-hmm. but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And so I'm thinking about this, like, so if one part suffers, everyone else suffers with it. And the good Samaritan sees this suffering. The Samaritan man sees the suffering of not a fellow man, like really of his enemy. He sees the suffering of his enemy and he he suffers with him like yeah the samaritan actually gives up time to help him gives up some of his resources he it says in the passage he had oil and he pours some of his own physical resources Mm -hmm. on him to provide pain relief and then he takes him out of his time i don't know where he had to rush off to maybe he was in a rush but he takes the time to take him uh, to an inn where he can be cared for he then financially gives up resources um, he's actually suffering with this man. Yeah. He, and, and this passage about suffering with what, like if one part suffers, it's just really been stirring on me. Like, am I, am I drawn to someone else's suffering in a way that I am compelled by it, Mm. you know, to be a good neighbor, to do something about it? Or do I see someone else's suffering and say, Oh, that's really too bad. Yeah. Sorry (laughs) to hear that. (laughs) Right. 
So mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't exactly know what the Lord is trying to tell me right now or teach me, um, but I feel stirred by it because I think in society we have groups of people who would be considered like Samaritans, yep. right? People who are not like me or people who are oppressed, people who are suffering uh, economic there's yep. economic suffering. There is, because of choices we make, you know, we suffer um, discrimination. Yep. Am I suffering with my brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. And and I, I've just been really stirred by that. Because, specifically, because that Samaritan is an enemy yeah. of the person he helps. Like, that really, I don't know, there's something about that that is really grabbing me. Plus, the other part of it, it equally makes me angry. Yeah. These two religious people. What were they up to? Who, who you you should be able to count on. Yeah. Or in my mind, yes, who, who should be the ones helping the most? People in poverty, people wherever. It should be people who are following Jesus. Yeah. And those are the people who are consciously choosing not to help. And so... For Jesus hearers, like for the people who are hearing Jesus say this, it's not just the lawyer that hears Jesus give this parable. For the people who are hearing this, this is like mind-blowing. This is my, no, 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 wait a minute. The religious people aren't helping? No, no, the religious people always help, right? Oh, no, they they say all the right things. Oh, they must have, uh, you know, maybe they didn't see them, you know, or... Or some random excuse, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe they they were busy. Maybe they thought it was a trick. I'm sure that people would lay there and pretend to oh, be yeah. half dead and then, sure. you know, attack yeah. you when you tried to help them. Sure. That was probably it. Right. Because we can justify. Yeah. I mean, I can. I won't <laughs> throw you in my boat with me. But <laughs> That's like, okay. I'll, I'll jump in willingly. I can justify, yeah. right, my yeah. decisions, my this, my that, my looking the other way, my walking on the other side of the road. Yeah. Um, so I, I've just been stirred about what, what does it mean as Christ followers to suffer with another part of the body that is suffering. Mm-hmm. And equally so, like like Pat was preaching, um, rejoice with someone else. Yeah. And not be jealous or envious. But this is, so there, those two sides are really yeah. interesting. Um, with the workers in the vi- vineyard, like last week, yes. two weeks is ago, it, I guess now. Yeah. Um, is it fair? Right. Mm-hmm. But to rejoice with them that they got their day's wage, just like I got my day's wage. Yes. Whoa, right? Yeah. And so I think it's a challenge for each one of us. What does it mean to rejoice when another part is honored? What does it mean to suffer when another part of the body, just like me, is suffering? Yeah. Um, You know, what's our response? How do we move? How do we not be blind like the the Levite or the priest? Yep. How do we, you know, how do we stay soft and compassionate like Jesus so that we will put skin in the game that Samaritan put time in put financial resources in put some of their own tangible resources like they suffered alongside their brother that was suffering yeah their sworn enemy (laughs) right yeah um I don't know I wonder why he would have done that then yeah well so it's a parable so Jesus is telling the story of course yes to teach us a lesson but you know I think we can learn a lot from people who are not like us Mm -hmm. and it's more compelling that it was someone who was an enemy, right? Like it's, yeah. it, it matters more. It means more. But what Jesus was trying to teach them is that, you know, your neighbor, you know, if it's just the person across the street that you exchange gifts with at Christmas and you take each other produce from yeah. your garden, well, that's easy. Yes. It's easy to love that person. Yeah. It's easy to love that neighbor. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if it's the person across the street, you've built, you know, or across, I guess across the fence, you've built a really high fence because you're sworn enemies. Yeah. And then you begin to love. Like that means more than just yes. an easy person, right? Like I have people in my life that are easy to love. Yes. And oh, so yeah. drop of a hat, right? Of course I'll do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll even ask, is there anything I can do for you? Right. Is there, you know. Right. Do you but need a hand? Are we that generous with someone who is not like us or someone who we have trouble getting along with? Sometimes I say sandpaper, like just people that kind of rub you the wrong way, yep. right? Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and as a sort of as a big church, mm-hmm. like as the whole, when we look at groups of people who are oppressed or people who do not agree with us yep. or look like us, how do we come alongside them as neighbors? Yeah. How do we suffer alongside them and and rejoice when they rejoice and and weep when they weep? So I, I don't know. I feel like there's more than just your typical Samaritan's lesson yeah. in, for me, anyways, as I've been studying. And yeah. I think it's just a it's a beautiful challenge for us to oh man, like to look more like Jesus each day. Yeah, we. I've been. It's like every week. What part of what I've been thinking is like we're often being asked to do things that are not mm. natural for us or mm-hmm. that go against our human selfishness <laughs> wow well yeah sorry that was a dropper ouch but yes, it is right I mean. humanly yeah. i'm yeah. selfish yes like well, on too, my yeah. left to my own device <laughs> i want to do what i want to do when yep. i want to do it and the yep. reason i often you know get cranky at people is because they want me to do something i don't want to do when yep. i feel like <laughs> doing my own thing yeah right and it makes it hard. It is hard. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it hard. Yeah. But I, you know, Jesus, he calls us to look different and to be different and to act different. And mm-hmm. if we aren't, if we aren't, then we're not, we're not becoming more like him. Yeah. And so while I, while I'm saying it's hard, I still want to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to look more like him. Because through the hard, there's the... Oh, the beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful journey, the, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, prize at the end maybe, and the... Yeah, yeah. and and people see Jesus in us. Yes. In a simple, this is maybe not a simple act of kindness, because it's, I think it's it's actually quite significant. It's not simple. It's it's resources, it's time, it's finances. Um, But what a... What a mind-blowing experience for that robber. Like, for, sorry, not yeah. for the robber, for the person that was robbed. Like, beat up mm-hmm. and robbed and left on the side of the road. Like, can you imagine experiencing that kind of compassion from someone who is not your best friend? Like, what does that say to you? How, how are you changed? How is this, this person on the side of the road going to be changed because yeah. of that? So if we think about our ability to blow someone's mind with impact because of Jesus, not because we're good people. Right, yeah. Because Jesus inside of us tells us to be compassionate in ways that are so amazing, you know? Um, Man, like, could you just imagine what the world would be like? Yeah. And I'm I'm human, so I want to do these things, but I don't always do them. (laughs) I don't always. I'm trying, right? We're trying to be more like Jesus, and it's a good challenge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I can be legalistic like the lawyer. Well, just, you know, tell me, like, I can love God. Yep, done, and love my neighbor. Perfect, easy. I've done both of the things you've asked me to do. Yep. Well, that's easy when my neighbor is nice and kind and loving, and I like them. Um, And 
Jesus doesn't want us to be legalistic. We'll do this thing and this thing, and then you're good to go, right? Because the question was, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Yeah. Oh, perfect. I've inherited eternal life. I've done the two things you've asked me to do. Yeah, give me the key to the gate. Yeah. Right. It's so much bigger than that. Yeah. It's so much bigger than that. And man, when your neighbor is a sworn off enemy of your whole culture, not just you personally. Yeah. And they lovingly care for you. Like that blows my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jesus blows our minds. Yes, he does. <laughs> In his call. <laughs> and, and yet he doesn't ask us to do it by ourselves. No, thankfully, because well, we um, couldn't, we couldn't by ourselves. No, no. So he walks alongside of us and he helps us and he encourages us to step in. You know, if you feel that prompt, like when you know something is wrong or someone needs something and you feel that little prompt inside of you, like that's Jesus saying, yeah. okay, let's step, let's step forward. Let's yeah. do this thing. Up your game. And, yeah. Yep. Let's, let's, I'm going to come and help you. Yep. It may cost you something. Yeah. It may cost you something. It costs the Samaritan a lot. It cost mm-hmm. him time. It cost him physical resources and it costed him financial resources. Yep. Um, and so it may cost us something. Mm-hmm. Does it tell us how the Samaritan felt after? Do we get like a follow-up mm. for him? No. Hmm. No. But I can only imagine that someone who is willing to be that generous, experience the blessing of... Like, if you think about now, when you're generous yeah. with someone, the um, the experience of that generosity is a, is a blessing. It is. Absolutely. It is yeah. a blessing. When I watched Aurora... A few weeks ago, I assume, you know, if our listeners had listened to that, that week where uh, Pastor Trevor had um, this huge chest of chocolate coins. Yeah, what do you do when you have too much to, when you, yeah. yeah. And, and watching her give away her, watching her be generous, the blessing that she felt, you could see it on her face. And she talked about that on the way home. It was funny because she said, Mom, I gave away so many treats mm. and everybody said, thank you. You did a good job up there. And it was nice to hear that. And it was nice to hear people say thank you, mm-hmm. even though, you know, and look, look how many I have left. I still yeah. have too many, yeah. which was kind of funny for me to hear her, yeah. you know, say, I still have too many chocolates. Like I still have so many. Yeah. I can give some to yeah. other people. The blessing of generosity. Yeah. It And yeah, it just... It's beautiful. Yes. Jesus made it that way on purpose, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. It's a great part that we get to be part of. Yes, it as is. As Christ followers. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Any uh, closing thoughts or, you know, hmm. yeah, any action just be steps? Open. Just yeah. be open. and Be open. Jesus, he, I think he gives us opportunities over and over again. And I, miss, I can miss them when yep. I'm selfishly focused on what I want. <laughs> but just to be open. You know, when we see a need not to walk on the other side of the road. Yeah. But just, just step in and get ask your Jesus hands to dirty. help you. Yeah. yeah, get your hands dirty. I Excellent. love that. Excellent. Thank you, Renee. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Renee, um, you can email her at renee at waynefleetbic.com. We have lots of volunteer opportunities. If you are looking to get your hands dirty, we're mm. recruiting... Um, uh, for our children's and youth programs yeah. and you know just there's a spot for you if you'd like there to sure um, mm-hmm. to join one of our teams so yeah. send us an email um, if you'd like to get in touch with me with feedback or podcast suggestions my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com so thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to connecting with you again next week have a great week <laughs>